Hey, welcome back to Pastor Ryan. I have a new mustache. Uh, you can't see it unless you're on YouTube. Go check out my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com forward slash Ryan Markham. But welcome back to the podcast. Today we're in Acts chapter 5. This is an interesting chapter. Uh, if you've been following along with us, every Monday we post a new uh, passage or chapter of the Bible. We're walking through the book of Acts right now. And Thursdays we talk about this day in history. We look at past uh, years, past dates of history, looking at birth, deaths, big events that impact the world around us. So welcome back. Thank you. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Let's jump into Acts chapter 5. And it starts out with this in verse 1. But a man named Ananias, with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property. And with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only part of it and laid at the feet of the apostles. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is this that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And a great fear came upon all who heard it. The young men rose and wrapped him and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young man came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the church and upon all who heard these things. This message, this story is just a, a big event in the history of the church. And it's sandwiched in between like this great movement of the Holy Spirit in chapter 4. Uh, and then you have this story. And then we're going to go on to see many signs and wonders are done in the rest of the chapter. Look at verse 12. It says, Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. So you have this Ananias and Sapphira moment right here. In between these two great movements of the Holy Spirit with the church. And so the question is, why is this story here? And I think there's a couple of things. I'm looking at several different screens here. I've got three screens up. Uh, and so we're going to look at this. Uh, but the first thing is, what's the first thing you hear about the church, right? If you were to go to any place in your community that are uh, where there are people who aren't churchgoers, what's the first thing a non-church going person would say about the church? hypocrites right they're all a bunch of hypocrites they say one thing and they do another this is by far one of the first answers you'll get uh, when it comes to what's the church like or, or who's in the church and things like that hypocrites right so it's saying one thing and doing another now this one word hypocrite is huge this moment in ananias and sapphira the, the church before were selling their possessions. They were giving to the apostles so they could give to anyone who was in need. I mean, they were giving rid of their possessions as God told them to or as God guided them. 
right? They weren't uh, told to, hey, just sell everything. They were doing this in response to a community of unity uh, and love to take care of one another. Well, Ananias and Sapphira, they sold this property and they gave um, some of the proceeds to the church, right? But they acted like it was like all of it. They, they sold it, they took the money, and they said, hey, here's everything. And Peter even asked Ananias, uh, and they also even asked his wife, uh, Sapphira, and they both lied about it, right? They said one thing, and they did another thing. It's interesting to note what God did. <laughs> Immediately, Ananias died. Immediately, Sapphira died. So what can we take from this? Sin has consequences, right? Whether we whether they're immediate like they are here in this passage or whether it's uh, over time, but the sins that we commit, the disobedience that we commit, the things that we do against a holy God will eventually be judged. There is consequences from sin, right? The good news is that we have Jesus. We have this great high priest, this mediator in between God and man who said, I have completed the work of atonement on the cross, right? Uh, and so, but there are still consequences from our sin. If you were a drunkard before you met Jesus, you meet Jesus, he changes your life, he gives you a new name, a new heart, a new song. There are still residual effects of alcoholism, right? Uh, you can see that in your health, you can see that in just um, just how you um, kind of grow older. There, there are consequences from drinking too much alcohol, right? Uh, and so there, there are consequences for the things that we do here we see the consequences that are, are um, immediate and i want to read this um one of the commentaries that i have this is a christ-centered uh, commentary it says finally this couple needed to live in repentance we must learn from their mistake when we are aware of personal sins we must repent of them in truth we are all guilty of hypocrisy but as soon as we recognize it we must repent this couple had been living uh, in known rebellion and sin, and it appears they were okay with their hypocrisy, right? At the very beginning of chapter uh, 5, it says um, in verse uh, 1 and 2, But a man named Ananias and Sapphira, they sold a piece of property, and with his wife's knowledge, he kept for himself some of the proceeds and brought only part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. And they act like this was it. They act like this was everything. Uh, and so the... Why? I mean, Jesus, even in uh, the Sermon on the Mount in chapter uh, Matthew, chapter five, sorry, he says he says this. Uh, Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more of this uh, or from this comes from the from evil. Um, he's saying so. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. If you're going to do something, do it. If you're not going to do something, don't do it. Right. Why lie about it? Right. Why the hypocrisy? Why? Why things like that? And so I think for us as believers, we have to be really careful on how we present the good news to other people, right? We don't just say, hey, I love you, and then we turn around and do the totally opposite thing, right? Uh, and so this has to come into play when we talk to uh, people of different faiths, uh, people who are of no faith, right? There's this uh, thought or this movement uh, of progressive Christianity. And one of the things is that, that evangelical churches do a bait-and-switch where we say we love people, and yet we don't let uh, people who are walking or living in sin be a part of the leadership of the church. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird argument. It's not a good argument to have. But I would say this to any church uh, leader or church member, is when we say we love people, 
we love because God loves us, right? We love by sharing the truth in love. We love by sharing the gospel to those who need to hear the gospel. Uh, Ananias and Sapphira needed to walk in the gospel. They needed to, to trust in God as they walked throughout their day. Uh, and it also talks about they need to needed to have repentance in their heart, right? They both knew what they were doing, and yet they presented themselves as if they were something different, right? So they knew they were holding things back, and they went to the church and said, hey, look at us. Look at all the things we're giving to the church. But they did this against God. He said, you have not lied to man, but to God, right? God is holy, and he's going to deal with sin, whether or not immediate or eventually. God will judge the living and the dead. There is coming a day when there is judgment. There is coming a day when people who are walking in disobedience to God will experience the wrath of God. But there's good news. Jesus says, I love you enough to go to the cross as a substitutionary atonement so that when God sees you, he sees Jesus. When God sees the cross, he sees all our sins. So here's the thing. Place your faith, your hope, your trust in the person and work of Jesus Christ. For we as believers say it's by faith alone, in Christ alone, that we can have salvation. As I close this, I want to encourage you, the church. Maybe you're walking one way in front of the church on Sunday morning or walking one way in front of your family and then Monday through Friday or whatever on the weekend, whatever you do, it's totally opposite of what you say. Remember and heed the words of Peter when he's talking to Ananias and Sapphira. He says, what you're doing is <laughs> you're not lying to man, but you're lying to God, right? And so we as believers need to share the gospel with ourselves every day that we wake up. That Yes, I'm not perfect, and there's no way that I'm going to be able to fix myself. It's all about the person and work of Jesus Christ. So we don't have to be uh, living in hypocrisy, but we can live authentic lives before the culture and the world around us sharing the good news all the day that we have. Love God, love people, make disciples.